Axon Lee paused in the midst of chopping wood to gaze out across the misty highlands surrounding the city of Lee. The highlands were called Lee too, and the confusion sometimes caused outlanders to wonder if the inhabitants were limited to a single name for everything. It was worse in his case, since his surname was Lee as well, passed down through countless generations from the rulers of old, for whom the city and the highlands had been named when the Lees were their kings and queens. But all that was long ago, and far away, and it had little to do with him. He might be the descendant of those kings and queens, but that and a few coins would buy you a tankard of ale at the Two Roosters Tavern. There hadn't been a monarchy in Lee for generations. The last members of the royal family had walked away from the responsibility not long after Menyon Lee had helped dispatch the warlock lord by finding and employing the fabled sword of Shannara. Vague history, long forgotten by many, it was a legacy he carried lightly and with little regard. He chopped another dozen pieces of firewood for the winter stash before pausing again. The Lees were commoners now, no different from anyone else. They hadn't even served on the Highlands Council, the current governing body, for many years. His parents had inherited the shipping business that had been in the family for half a dozen generations, a once thriving but now marginal source of income and sustenance, operated by his mother and himself, but mostly by himself. He ran shipments on the average of twice a month, making just enough money to feed and clothe the family, the family consisting of himself, his mother, and his little sister Chrysaline. His father had been gone since he was ten killed in an airship accident while flying freight into the Eastland. He finished cutting out the firewood, stacking it by the storage shed next to their cottage, still pausing now and then to take in the view and dream of better times to come. Not that things were bad. He had time to hunt and fish, and he didn't work all that hard, though he would have preferred the harder work if the business would improve. At twenty he was tall and lean and broad-shouldered, his hair red in the tradition of his ancestors. There had been hundreds of red-headed Lees over the years. He was just the latest, and he imagined there would be hundreds more before the line was played out. With the wood neatly stacked, he carried his tools into the shed, cleaned and oiled the saws and axe heads, and went into the house to wash up. It was a small cottage with a kitchen, a central living space, and bedrooms for his mother, his sister, and himself. There was a fireplace, with windows to the west-facing front and to the south, so there was always plenty of light, important in a climate where the days were frequently grey and hazy. He glanced at the old sword his sister had hung over the mantel above the hearth, its metal blade, leather pommel, and strap-on sheath all as black as night. Chris had found it in the attic, and proclaimed it hers. The markings on the weapon indicated that the pommel leather and sheath had been replaced more than once, but the metal blade was the original. She said it had belonged to those Lees of old who had gone on quests with the Umsfords and the Druids, all the way back to Menyon Lee, and forward to their great-grandmother Mirai. Paxon supposed it was so. He had been told the stories often enough as a boy by both his father and his mother. Even some of their friends knew the tales— which had taken on the trappings of legend over the years.